five of WTF Anime, where the rules for this drinking game are every time someone says Vaughn, drink. I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. You're going to want to get a ride home from wherever you are. I don't even care if you're home right now. You're going to need an escort to bed later uh, if we're playing this drinking game. Because, oh, Jesus Christ, they do say Vaughn a couple times. Uh, spoilers. Even if we just narrow it down to Hitome saying Vaughn. That's... <laughs> You know what? That's also true, but uh, I guess I should say, <laughs> hi guys. Uh, hey, what's up, Joe? I think I'm doing much better than you are. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> I I think that you are completely correct, sir, because there are two different opinions of this show that are about to happen on our show. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I know that you mentioned it on Twitter, but uh, for those that do not follow us on Twitter, which, why don't you follow us on Twitter? Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we tried this one time before already with episode one and the audio gremlins edit. Yeah, it was it was not a good scene. Uh, so we're trying it again. We're not going to talk about episode one, but I will quiz Travis on what he remembers from episode one. So this week, at the request of Shanamena, we are watching Visions of Escaflone, a random episode, that episode being 15. So Travis... Yeah, by the way, Joe, you son of a bitch. I didn't know there was going to be a, an episode one quiz. <laughs> I didn't study. What happened in episode one that will help give us context to what happens during the middle of the series? <laughs> well, uh, th- th- there's there's the same main character. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that's, that's a linking note. Uh, there's that gemstone from the first one uh first episode uh showing back up uh we appear to be fully in the the world on top of the world kind of thing the fantasy realm that seems to exist over top or aside of our reality quote fingers a reality close to ours i don't know what you want to call it a different plane yeah sure that works we do some planescape we can get down with different planes um, yeah, so that's really the, the, the big threads. Uh, we got a Vaughn. Oh boy, we got a Vaughn. <laughs> and tarot cards as well. Did, did I phase out tarot cards in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> From this episode or the first one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, and here's the sad thing, guys, like, I had to rewind. This felt like reading the worst homework assignment to me, and I don't know why. I watched episode 15 like twice, twice and a half, just because I'm like, I kept losing the thread. I was just like, what else is going on in the room? Hey, there's a clock. Yeah, I did. I did not care for this whatsoever. It just was not my jam. Joe is going to be dragging me through this. Kicking and screaming, not because I hated it. I literally nothing did. Like you know, when you're not attention deficit disorder and you take a bunch of Adderall and how it makes it harder to focus. That was me this time, kids. Except without the Adderall, it's just Escaflone. Apparently, is my Adderall. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole tarot motif throughout the entire show. Apparently, that Travis missed because in the first episode. The title card is the tower. Oh shit, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
she does a reading in the first episode that's like, oh, will I find love? Uh, the something of snakes. The something of snakes. Which apparently means something. Because she uses the full deck, like not just the arcana, and it's like different because I'm pretty sure it's cups, swords, coins, wands are the suits. In the in the traditional like French tarot? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they had a new one. She's like, you know, will I, will I find love? And it's like, oh, cool. I got snake. I'm going to give me some D. <laughs> There are two reasons that I'm very up on tarot. Exactly two. Chocho's and a character I might be playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know partially about one and a lot about the other. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, by all means, drag me through this episode, sir. <laughs> uh, we start out with Hitome kind of gripping one of those weird soul stone things that came out of the, the dragon in the first episode. And it's in what looks like a, a, a giant-ass suit of armor. And she's screaming for a Vaughn. Yeah. So, here's something I didn't know about this show. It's fucking mechs in it. Yeah, uh, th- that was a little surprise. I was like, but to be fair, isn't this the, the time right around when anime, all anime had mechs in it? Pretty much. <laughs> like, if they could somehow weasel a, a mech into that story, like, mm-hmm, yep. Do that. That is that is what them kids want. They want them some mechs. Yeah, why do a basic fantasy story when you can have giant robots? So, I guess in the previous episode, Vaughn dies. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> gathering? Was de- it, it really seems like it, because she's screaming for him, and then she kind of passes out, clutching onto the stone. Yeah, I will say, the thing that confused me most... Not that we've skipped 14 episodes and Vaughn is dead. We've skipped 14 episodes and Hitomi is still wearing her school outfit. Like, that is gross. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad does Hitomi smell right now? I mean, same clothes. I feel like there's not a lot of fantasy washing your clothes uh, scenes going on in this. So I'm just picturing, like, she, she's she got a, a, a gamey funk about her right now. <laughs> Maybe that's what killed Vaughn. maybe we get a flash of some princess character i guess she she has a name and then apparently hitome also dies it's kind of neat i i like the kind of marching scene of dead souls going towards the underworld and she spots vaughn and's running toward him okay i don't i don't know that she necessarily died so much as she's over in this going after him she's not quite dead she's like half and half maybe because in that scene, she is the only one of the people in the crowd that isn't kind of got a grayscale kind of palette going on. She's got more color. That's fair. I assumed it was something like she projects her soul, so like her body is just, well, I'm going to act dead. Because they do check her pulse, and it's like, oh, shit, she's also dead. Cool. And then we, oh, somewhere in there we miss the opening, which wasn't really anything it really hit home to me the fact that there is going to be a love triangle but again isn't that right around this time that was like every anime max and love triangles <laughs> the anime of the 90s <laughs> like wasn't there should have been one that was just called max and love triangles it was about somebody's D campaign uh that they played at home but then made it into a manga and then the studios got a hold of it and they were like it needs more max i mean 
mechs and love triangles is the best name for like an anime themed rpg oh heck yeah man we need to play mechs and love triangles come on we can do this we've got friends mm-hmm. we'll recruit them <laughs> <laughs> so hitome finds herself in heaven <laughs> i love that she she like wakes up and it looks like an idealized version of like I don't know, like a, a Venice, Italy kind of. There's like a lot of marble and it's all white. Mm-hmm. She's like, this isn't heaven. And then immediately, like, winged angel looking character flies by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, she finds Vaughn, like, sitting at a tree, like, shaking because he just died. And I think that would do something to someone. And then, oops, this isn't heaven. Accidental hell. Yeah, that tree definitely has like a like a Yggdrasil world tree kind of look to yeah. it, and he's all curled up in there, hugging his knees like a sad boy. And then, yes, accidental or on purpose, hell, I don't know. My favorite frame of this is just like the skies go red, fire slowly takes over. Just the shot of like angels being incinerated for some reason was delightful to me. <laughs> That's right, guys. Uh, you heard it here first. Joe's actually the Antichrist. <laughs> burning Angels is his favorite thing. Oh man, Burning Angels would be a great band name. Yeah, that would be the that would be the name of our band in which we have the Love Triangle and also Pilot Max in Love Triangles and Max the game. <laughs> Wait, isn't Burning Angel a porn company? Also, they they might come after us for that one. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it seems like hitomi and vaughn are gonna die and then tabaxi cleric merle high church cast ray's dead <laughs> oh man tabaxi <laughs> had, had had to get the DD reference shit what what were the the cat people called in uh elder scrolls they were the best i forget kajit that sounds right, because they all refer to themselves by like their racial name in the third person. Uh, which, if you're playing a character, if you're if, let's stop for a moment. If you're role playing a character and you say, you know what I should do is I should always refer to myself in the third person. Would you just stop? Would you look into a, uh, into the mirror and tell yourself that you can do better? That is, it, it's my little public service announcement and a way that I don't have to talk about this anime right now. <laughs> I will not hear anyone talk shit about Minsk. (laughs) How dare you? This is how I dare, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) But let's get on with this, man. So we've got Burning Angels. So they're saved by Merle, who is a cat girl. And as they're being, like, lifted up towards this golden light, Hitome is yelling at Vaughn to fly? And then he sprouts angel wings. <laughs> like, I, I really wonder, is this is this addressed previously or is this new? Where We're just giving this character like, hey, hey, buddy, you get wings now because Hitomi says it. That would make like logical sense of like, he has done this before. He has sprouted angel wings. I don't think this is what that scene is implying. <laughs> so far in the two episodes that I have seen, I feel like, without a doubt, that has not happened before. But I really wish they would address it more than just like, (laughs) you know, now you have wings. (laughs) Vaughn, fly. I know you don't have the means of propulsion, but fly, damn it. 
I want you to be an angel now, Vaughn. <laughs> so, yeah, they all come back to life. The mech goes from black to white armor. So I'm assuming there was like a, oh, I'm suddenly evil thing that happened last episode. Sure. I mean, why not? Uh, we've We've had 13 episodes in between the first one we watched and this one. So I'm sure that is better explained somewhere in there hopefully (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they're all reunited with their friends yay he's he's alive and we get kind of like a look of some of the other characters there's like a lot of cat people here i'm wondering things about the person who wrote this oh yeah you think they might have certain predilections and uh whatnot maybe maybe it's just their homage to josie and the pussycats but probably not i don't know I mean, there's no time to ponder that because we have the coolest character. The coolest character. Go ahead, Joe. Talk about the coolest character. He doesn't get a name, but he has silver hair, purple eyes, he holds a rose, and he looks like a prince, and I love him and would kill for him. Joe, (laughs) is he just the coolest character because you kind of want to hit it? No, because he sounds very young. (laughs) But let's say that he is legally... 18. (laughs) Is this the reason why you love this character so much? (laughs) I just like his design. He has silver hair. Big plus. Like, we'll get onto another guy with silver hair who has something else I really like about him. Yeah, just the armor looks cool. He's in a floating fucking rock. I assume he's the bad guy, so that's a plus. (laughs) And he calls people incompetent and then cries about them because he has a flashback about being alone. (laughs) If he dies, I will kill everyone in this room and then myself. If you could hold off on the the murder-suicide pact uh, for your anime boy, that'd be, like, super sweet right now. (laughs) Just saying, don't murder for anime boys. (laughs) And then he faints because he had a flashback over a railing that is basically hovering above the entire world. Are you essentially a silver-haired, purple-eyed, southern dandy of a a person? Contact Joe. He will murder for you. He's a southern belle. He got the vapors. I do declare as he takes his kerchief out and and waves it at his face. (laughs) This is Joe's type. Are you that person? Contact WTF Anime. I don't know if Joe's laughing because he thinks it's funny or he just doesn't have anything to say because I pegged it in one. He's like, oh, you got me. Got him. So then Zordon shows up and tells another silverhead man who has a purple, like, teardrop tattoo, like he's fucking Hazoka, to be like, yeah, go and find a dragon. Is that a normal request where just things to show him, like, hey, yo, find a dragon? Apparently they're very not rare where they're at. I I don't know. Jumping 14 episodes is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of them did fall through like a portal and then Vaughn killed it. So maybe they're rare because Vaughn has a murder boner for dragons. That is that is completely true. He's like, I can't get erect unless I'm covered in dragon blood. (laughs) Spoilers. Later on, they do say he has Dracothian blood in him. It's because he's been drinking it all day. Yeah! (laughs) Have you seen the pile of dragon corpses out back? It's starting to smell, guys. (laughs) 
oh, speaking of Vaughn, I, the next scene is like, I'm training, but I'm also shaking, can't hold my sword, because flashback, I murdered people? There's a lot of people have trouble dealing with flashbacks in this world, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Because you only flashback to, like, the worst trauma. Like, nobody's like, remember that good time I had with that person, and this is showing why they're significant to me? That doesn't exist in this world. All those, that's short-term memory, here and gone. <laughs> but trauma. Trauma is the only thing that exists. Honestly, though, if you had a very vivid vision of something that you did in your life that sucked, wouldn't you be kind of freaked out? I've got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing that I have to imagine. That's a thing I live. <laughs> but, you know, I don't often shake about them. <laughs> <laughs> You don't shake, can't use a sword, or pass out next to a very dangerous railing. I hope that sweet boy is okay. I mean, I just run around with a sword not shaking all day. That's, that's how I roll. <laughs> My company is, keeps trying to address it, and I'm just like, nah, this is how I am, dog. <laughs> then I chase the CEO with the sword, and they give up. <laughs> I'm no longer employed. <laughs> so... Back to Escaflone, I guess. I know you don't remember anything about the first episode. Apparently. No, I remember that I don't know what those arches were made of, but apparently they support exactly one dragon weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I laughed a lot, and I'm still going to laugh a lot saying this man's name. Alan shows up. <laughs> I just wish they would have went with some different choices on character design so they look like the Alan we know, and I'd be so much happier. Look, that's that's the rewrite I want. <laughs> Guys, can we can we remaster Escaflone? Maybe hire on Shannon to do anime Alan cells. And just toss him in the episode, you know? I bet you we can get him to voice act for it too. <laughs> that's a good plan. I, I like this plan. Um but when I saw him, I was reminded of the crush that Hitomi had on the running guy in the first episode. I can't remember his name, and I don't know where I put the notes on that one, because I thought that we weren't going to have to talk about Escaflone again, so... Because <laughs> I don't physically remember what he looks like. I just saw him was like, oh, I think that looks like the guy. Um... Aha! I found my old notes uh, ah. in Mano. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'll take your word for it because I I don't remember. I'm very interested in what my notes actually say. <laughs> because I was not entirely sober for that recording either. When I go back and read my notes from some of the old shows that we've done, I'm like, I know this is shorthand for something, but I'm going to have to like listen to the episode to figure out <laughs> what all this means. <laughs> It's like when people quote me or you at me because they like locally someone that listens to the show. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Where's that from? Like, <laughs> you guys said that. I'm like, huh? Oh yeah, we're pretty funny. <laughs> these these notes are wonderful. Oh, uh, you know what? Sometime we should just do a a compilation of random notes that we have about things, <laughs> and don't give context. Look, if people want pictures of my notes, I will do that. Now that I've discovered where these notes are, like, I don't know how we talked about that episode. 
Oh, I've got some really vague ones that are like maybe just like a couple of one-liner joke ideas Mm -hmm. or concepts. And like, that's my only notes on the show. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much mine. So speaking of Alan. Yes. Alan has a flashback about he killed a bunch of swordsmen and then fought his dad. Like what would become his father figure because he just looks and sounds like I am the mentor character. Yeah, uh, he he definitely does have that uh, authoritative look and whatnot. Doesn't he have a rockin' stash? Yeah, yeah, he's got a mustache. Because you know, nineties uh, <laughs> Burt Reynolds stash means authority. That's that's the rules. And in this flashback, oh, he has a scar over his eye as well. He's just like peak mentor. Alan gets beat in one move and then yells at dad to kill him. And then dad's like, oh no, don't worry. I'm going to train you because you only focus on technique. Right. He's like, you have like superb technique, but a swordsman that just technique is no good. And I'm like, no, I think, I think that's literally pretty much what sword fighting is, is, is all technique and finesse, right? That's a thing. No, it's what's within that's important. He didn't have the eye of the tiger <laughs> or the thrill of the fight. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so Alan comes out of this flashback and is all like, oh, my mentor was the best. I'll never reach his heights. And then Hitome just goes on like complimenting him and then accidentally saying that she's super into him. And then runs away because, like, you can't confess love in anime without either running away or slapping someone. Or slapping someone and then running away. Yes. <laughs> Both of those things. Right. It doesn't have to be just one. We can mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Why not all? Alan says something really weird. Well, he says lots of really weird things because, uh, I mean, Alan as a character has already asked for death in a flashback because he didn't do well at sparring. Yeah, so Hitome's like, oh, I really like you, runs away, and then he says, yes, you're quite a little friend yourself. What does that mean? I don't know that Alan understands romance or other people all that well, to be completely honest. I mean, again, we've already seen some pretty extreme reaction with Lost in Sparring Match asks for death. (laughs) And now someone's like, I love you. And he's like, you're a little friend. This guy's a fucking alien. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get some names of like some characters. Dryden is the weird old guy that we saw earlier. And the princess comes in and is like, apologizes without saying I'm sorry. Like she pulls that move. And I obviously don't know what they're apologizing about. Yeah, I, I can't tell you. It may be contained somewhere in the other 14 episodes we have not seen. Maybe. I'm not sure. What I am sure about is that I love that he's looking through this book to find the lost city of Atlantis. This seems like they were like, okay, they need to look for something. What the fuck can they look for? And the producer's like, I I don't know, Atlantis? They could have went with anything, and this is supposed to be like a big fantasy thing, and they went with like a stock standard everybody knows it thing i don't know it, it seems like a, a not super interesting choice when you had you know the whole world wide open with the fact that you're not even in the same reality as uh where the atlantis legend comes from 
Yeah, and like you have the name Escaflone already. Which Joe and I were talking about that. Uh, we we're not one hundred percent sure what exactly an Escaflone is. Like we think it's the mech. I think it's the mech. Yeah, and I think they confirm in this scene because like apparently, God, why can't I remember her name? Melona? Is that the princess's name? <laughs> Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm asking the wrong person. I, I had already told you that. The moment that I stopped watching this, <laughs> this episode ran from my ears like a warm, soupy goo. Yeah, so if you're wondering, listeners, why I'm doing a lot of the talking. Uh... <laughs> and why I'm just doing random tangents and suppositions. Like, I'm still caught up on Alan not interacting with humanity normally. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm playing out scenes in my head right now. Like, Alan, I'm sorry. Your father's dead. He's like, better er- order a birthday cake. <laughs> And everyone's just sitting there like, it's your dad, man. Damn it, Alan. I think it should be marble. I like marble cake. Buttercream frosting? So apparently Dryden repaired Escaflone, which is why I think it's the mech. Or it's the airship that they're all apparently living in, hiding in like a ravine. I don't know. Uh, of, of the two things, I think airship makes more sense. It, it, the, the name Escaflone feels airshipy to me. Rather than the Mechie. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Now we get this scene. Okay, so. Near as I can gather. Malerna has a hard-on for Alan. Merle has a hard-on for Vaughn. And Hitome has a hard-on for all of them. Oh, uh, definitely on the Hitome thing. She's She is all over the goddamn map. Like, I love you. Hello. Love you. One of her go-to's to solve a problem is polyamory, so maybe I'm right. Maybe. She's like, guys, I I figured it out. We're just going to be a giant polycule, and this will all work out. It's going to be so rad. Man, if that happened, this is going to be a much different (laughs) anime after uh, episode 15. (laughs) Goes into completely... They stop messing with the mech entirely. They're just on on the ship, living and loving every day. Look, all I'm saying is it would solve a lot of problems. People would actually be focused on finding the lost city of Atlantis. No, they wouldn't. They'd be busy boning down in every combination. No, because it clears up so much. And then you're just like, oh, now we can actually focus on what we're doing instead of, oh, but I like this guy, but I also like this guy. Hmm. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree, man. (sighs) Damn it. (laughs) I feel like it's going to be no holds barred after that. <laughs> like, nothing's getting done. Except for ordering more lube online, there is nothing getting done Not on that done. ship. <laughs> They're in a fantasy world, Travis. How would they order online? Magical online? I don't know. Cast a spell. <laughs> Evard's gallon of lube. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Why are they looking for Atlantis in the fantasy world when Atlantis is a, a, a legend in ours? Wait, maybe they meant Atlanta. (laughs) The lost city of Atlanta? (laughs) To them it would be lost. (laughs) Except Hitomi's from our world, and she'd be like, oh no, no, I know where that is. Yeah, but no one's asked her, because they're all too busy, like, fawning over the same boy. She's too busy fawning over all the same boys, too. (laughs) The basics of this scene is... Princess Milana is just like, so I have this friend who has exactly the same problems as me but I'm going to tell you this through the lens of my friend, and Merle is listening in. She basically says, 
So I had a boyfriend who had a kid, but I'm also like all horned up for this other guy. What should I do? 16 year old child. It sounds like a Yahoo Answers question, you know, like asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Should it be that red and pussy? Just, I, I, it's definitely not me. I mean, I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> I fucking love Hitome's answers. Okay, so this guy lied to you. Never speak to him again. Or hook up with both of them. Or live the life of a spinster. Those are your options. It, it is fun that she gives, like, no fucking advice. She's just like, these are things that you could do. Well, thank you for stating obvious things, but not advising me why you think one is good or bad. She does <laughs> say, though, that you should listen to your feelings, or I can do a tarot reading for you. <laughs> I like that it's, you could you could make the choice autonomously, or I can just tell you what your future is going to be and what you're going to decide. <laughs> So Mo steps in and is like, okay, cool. You're both lying about your feelings. Which one do you like, Van or Alan? And Hitome says, well, Alan, because goddamn that hair. You know at that point, if she looked over at him, he was just like finger painting on the wall (laughs) by himself. Just completely disconnected from fucking reality and the rest of the world. He invented his own language that he speaks at people, and he never bothered to teach anybody else that language. This narrative you built for him is amazing, rather than just him being overdramatic because he's in an anime. No, he, I, I think I, I want him like way more disconnected from the world, and I love it. This is the Alan I want. It's the Alan we all deserve. <laughs> Fuck it, if the anime is not going to entertain me, I'm going to write <laughs> my own stories with the characters. <laughs> I mean, we're saved from like shitty relationship drama because there's two like. Very scantily clad cat girls, also in mechs, that are like, ah, we found the thing. Yeah, it, what's weird is the way that they show the, the mechs that they're in in the anime, they don't look like they're anywhere near the same size in a couple of the scenes, just the way they're drawn. And then when they get right up on it, no, they're, they're pretty size comparable. So I don't know. There was a perspective thing for me that it, it didn't feel quite right. There's there's a few like weird perspective things we see kind of like the cockpit and then them compared to other humans because there's like a scene of two guys being like and then my wife found out that I was cheating on her man that had to have sucked for you and then they show up and they're the size is off from what they show later also in the English dub because I watched both oh did you I did. There are some, like, very specific choices made. The dub is kind of 90s dub. Like, they change some of the wording to be, like, the most simple. And, like, they even add things. Because when Merle is, like, calling for Hitome and Vaughn to, like, be resurrected, that's in the dub. In the sub, she's only calling for Vaughn. Oh! Which makes way more sense with the scene that we just talked about. All right, uh, yeah. That uh, that does make a little bit more sense. Here's, here's why it's relevant. In the dub, they say, you have a pilot with an Escaflone, right? Go and get them. In the sub, they say, there's a guy Malef called Escaflone, right? Go and get them. 
So Escaflone is just the name given to the specific mech that Vaughn has, I guess. Okay. I would have been a much happier with this show if they had chosen non-mech and just gone like Total Fantasy, because there are animes that I know of that did that right around this time period that I, I actually watched, what is it, uh, Record of Lodos 4. I, I remember that uh, growing up, and I liked that, although it was just somebody's Dungeons & Dragons campaign that they turned into a manga. <laughs> no, like literally, that was a thing that happened, that... That was right when RPGs as a concept were coming over to Japan. And some of the people that got into like Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot were like, these are awesome adventures that we're having. I'm going to write them down and turn them into stories that I tell other people. So yeah, Record of Lodos War was literally somebody's Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I've not not seen it, so I couldn't say. Oh, really? Uh, Holy shit, I have seen something that you haven't? Yep. Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. Joe, we gotta watch that. <laughs> I'm sure going back and watching it now, like this is the dumbest bullshit. <laughs> this is awful. This is the worst. But you know, I was a Dungeons and Dragons nerd back then, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can relate to this media." I'd like to do an episode where you actually know what's going on and I don't. The only time that we ever would have had that chance is when I recommended that one Netflix series to you. Uh, and you had not checked out a, an episode of it yet. Oh, Arjun? Yeah. Yeah, Arjun's cool. It's a super interesting con. You know what? We should probably keep talking about Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, apparently, these these guy these I don't know, are Transformers as well. Vaughn's turns into a dragon, and then the other two turn into a plane? Yeah. This felt like this was the toy marketing angle of this show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Which is really unsafe because Vaughn is just like hanging out here piloting this dragon. The other two are like safe. Right. <laughs> he, he's just got like a couple of like wood pegs attached to some string and he's like piloting the fucking thing. Does not look uh, terribly uh, safe. Like you're right out in the open. If you're flying this thing to, uh, you know, into a combat situation, arrow to the knee and you're done. <laughs> He's just fucking hanging out, just like gliding this thing. And he does, I can't remember if he gets scratched before or after he turns into like the humanoid mech. That it, uh, across the face? Yeah. After. That's what I thought. And then Merle shows up and is just like, stop killing the person who I want to bone. And they're like, oh, she's a cat. And then have a flashback. But of course. Can I back up real quick and say that when you're inside the mech and mech takes damage and then you take damage? It's good shit. I know it's a big trope, but I really hate it. What? What do you mean, what? It's a thing that I just do not care for. It's been used maybe a couple times. Or all the times. Anytime there's a goddamn mech. Because the mechs are an extension of your body, Travis. You're a big goddamn machine that you pilot. (laughs) I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Oh yeah? Is this it? (laughs) We're done? We're done now? That's it. I quit. That's it. Sorry, pack it in, folks. We're done. That was my one turning point.
because I fucking love that. Do you? Like, yeah. It's that, and if I push a lever harder, it makes the machine go harder. It is another trope that I really hate with mech piloting. Well, that's just like troping for intensity. I, I never get angry at it. I know, but it's just very dumb. It's just very dumb. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get like really, because I fucking love this. I'm going to dig my heels real deep because the mech as an extension of you is awesome because it's kind of like human being symbiotic with technology. We create a technology, but we also need it to live. That's the reason they do the damage to mech equals damage to humans. I fucking love that shit. Okay, and you know what? In some of them, they actually bothered to explain it, but, you know, everything that came after, what is it? was it Evangelion, where they were psychically bonded with their mechs, where they actually bothered to explain it? We must have just missed the explanation, because we've only watched two episodes of this show. I had no idea that was going to be a sticking point. <laughs> <laughs> so Mel shows up, she's like, don't hurt Vaughn. And the evil Catwoman are just like, I remember someone protecting me like that. I guess we won't hurt Vaughn. You know, if we could have not done as many flashbacks or I remember wins <laughs> in one episode, it feels like they've got one trick up their writing sleeve. And oh, buddy, they love it. They love it a lot. They're like, hey, remember when characters remembered a thing? Let's do that again. However, they put in place rules about flashbacks <laughs> that some people faint at them. So it shows off how really strong these other characters are. I mean, yeah. I mean, later when that one character has that really intense flashback and poops themselves and passes out, that's, uh, I mean, yeah. Flashbacks are intense in this world. <laughs> it was Alan. Alan pooped himself. <laughs> I love new Alan that I've written. <laughs> so the evil is defeated, and Nigan does what is unintentionally a very like evil, maniacal laugh. Yeah, it's not. It's it's way better than standard. At least. What I would think standard maniacal laugh of the 90s is, we didn't have any oh-ho-hos at all. Coming away from that scene, it's like, is he is he a villain? And do we already know this? Or is this like a thinly veiled, oh, he might be evil? Or is he just insane? <laughs> it, it could be any of those. It'd be cool if that is the, the foreshadowing of a, a heel turn. Would it be cool if your foreshadowing is a maniacal laugh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But don't explore it any more than that. Just just the start. We'll build from there. Mm. I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I'm not I'm not into it. Uh you're into this, and this is like the dumbest nineties <laughs> bullshit anime episode ever. So I mean you're an anime trash boy. What do you want? <laughs> to find the lost city of Atlanta, we have to go to the Mystic Valley where the dragons live. And that's a known legend. I don't know why they didn't check there first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for it being lost for so long, it's so weird that it's on this map. Because no one looked at maps. 
In like centuries? Yeah, it's not in the GPS in our phones or our mechs. But apparently maps, every written map has it. Fuck. <laughs> so then there's like an exime on and we're not going to watch any more of this apparently. So yeah. Oh man, uh, if I could watch no more of this, I'd be a happy boy. <laughs> and Joe, what did you think of the episode? <laughs> I really, like, from getting thrown in to something that is admittedly very 90s, I just really enjoyed it. I couldn't give you a concrete reason. Maybe it's just because I was like, yeah, it's doing all of these like fantasy tropes, and I just really enjoyed that. I <laughs> the problem is like I know why Travis doesn't like this episode. I couldn't reasonably say why I like this episode. I got very attached to a boy who showed up for 30 seconds. <laughs> it's cuz he's your type. <laughs> remember, if if you faint when you remember things and have silver hair and a scar, black, purple and red armor, yep. Yeah. That's, that's me. You've got me. I mean, the the black, red, and purple armor, uh, that's easily enough acquired. I'm sure we can find it on Wish. Uh, so we can order that up for you. But the, the rest of that, if, you, if, you, if you're rocking all those features, give Joe a call. Yeah, slide into my DMs. Um, but no, this was just kind of like fun fantasy with a weird Eberron twist with the mechs. I can't wait until we watch uh, some Lodoss Wars then, because it actually leans way harder into the fantasy tropes and way less into, let's throw a mech in here. Okay, well, we will do that. Yeah, add it to the list, sir. Someday. Someday. But not this day. But not this day. Uh, and Travis hated it because it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you can objectively just step back and say, Oh, this is trash, but I loved it. Yep. <laughs> because it was definitely trash. It was just fun. I just had fun watching it. <laughs> I I feel like this is because I have to take this in the context that this is this is from that era. That it, it, it's nineties as heck, and we're viewing that like you know twenty ish years later, and we're going, "This is garbage." Look at what we have now. So I think this might be like a Citizen Kane kind of thing, where it's probably big and important for when it came out. I mean, I think I think that's fair. Like we have two episodes to like kind of go off of this, and honestly, I don't think I was feeling it in the first episode because the first episode was basically set up for what the show turned into, and it didn't even set it up that well. It just it was like one action scene where you're like. Yeah, it basically ended on Hitome being where she is now, with just, like, high school romances to pad out the rest of the episode. But I, I'm i way more interested in watching it after this episode than I was after the first one, so... Romance triangles and mechs. <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything else to add, or is it about that time? I feel really bad that like I can't come up with a way to defend it other than just saying I had fun. No, you don't need to defend it, man. If you like it, that's cool. <laughs> and I'm never saying never ever take my opinion of something that this is bad means that 
you shouldn't like it or that I am drawing a referendum on you or anybody else that does like it. By all means, enjoy the hell out of the trash anime that you love, <laughs> and I will do the same. That's fair. Does it mean that I have to like it because you do? <laughs> I think we can agree on that sentiment, and something else that we can agree upon is next episode. <laughs> oh, all right. Next time on WTF Anime. So for next episode, I'm going to like throw away with the whole pretense of we haven't had this recorded because everyone knows that we've recorded it. Yeah. Next episode, we are joined by a very special guest, James D'Amato of the One Shot Network. Uh, and we're going to talk oh about God. the first three episodes of Sure Dore Children because they're very short. So we talked about three of them. I don't know. I, I'm a little rocked because I know I'm a I'm a huge fan of what James does. I've been listening to him since about that podcast came out, and I don't think we fanboyed that hard at him. <laughs> it was definitely one of those things of being very conscious of like I love everything you do, but I can't be super fangirl over you. <laughs> right. I, I need to. Rem- review an anime and not the things that you've done and how I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So with that said, I'm very excited for you all to hear that episode. (laughs) It was very good. It it was very fun. James is actually as good a human being as he comes across on mic. He's really super fun to record with, guys. But I think with that, we can do some business. All right, on to business. Joe, hit him. So, if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, we are at WTF Anime Show. You can hit us up via the email WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. And I can always and forever be found on Twitter at the Joe Hadfield. Travis, where can they find you? All right. Uh, if you want to hit me up on the Twitter, I'm at Dice Lobber, D I C E L O B B E R. And remember, I don't run the WTF anime handle, so uh, if you're going to try to talk to both of us, you're going to have to tag me and the WTF show, too. Uh, Let's see. If you like what we do here, you might like us being goopy playing characters. Uh, We do a couple of actual play podcasts. Joe, uh, you want to hit them with one? Just one? I've got to talk about all of them. Well, I, I thought we might do a, like a dish back and forth, but no, you, you, you screwed up the rotation now. It was pop, pop, give. And- oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Director Travis, give me my line. <laughs> What's the lead-in? Hit me with that again. I was like, if you like us doing Goofy, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> go. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, if you'd like to hear us do uh, <laughs> some roleplay stuff, uh, you can listen to The Lost Library. We have a Monster of the Week campaign GM'd by Matt Hoadley, where Travis and I are both magic boys. And I also run a campaign over there that is Fifth Watch, which is basically gay drama wrapped in the veneer of, oh, we're a superhero thing. We're super gay teens. Mm-hmm. Gay super teens? The answer is yes to both. Yep. <laughs> And as always, if you've listened to us by a podcatcher of any kind, it would have really helped the show if you left us a rating review. And with that, I think we're done here. Yeah, I think so. Bye. Bye.